Hello, beautiful people. This is Trisha. Welcome to my podcast, Words of Life, where we discuss faith-based topics to encourage, empower, and uplift you to become the best version of who God called you to be. Now, have fun and listen to the episodes. Hello, beautiful people. This is Trisha. Welcome to my podcast, Words of Life. This is episode number six. Guys, can you believe it? Number six. I can't believe it. It's incredible. We have come already together so far. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today again. Thank you for following me. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for um, listening to my podcast and sharing my episodes and spreading the word for me. I'm very grateful for that, for your um, yeah devotion and subscribing and everything. So I appreciate your participation and your faithfulness towards me. Thank you so much, guys. Well, let me go and dig into this straight away. And, um, you know, this is a very spontaneous um, not planned kind of episode. I was thinking about this, um, I think yesterday and today again, and I've been thinking about this for years actually, but, um, I was reminded of that topic, uh, yesterday and today, I think as far as I remember. And it's about choosing the right person for your life and choosing the right life partner the one you will do life with and, uh, you know, the person that you decide to actually marry and stay together for the rest of your life. Now, you know, some people, you know, have the blessing to be married uh, in their early 20s. Some people have the blessing in their early 30s. Some people have it in their 50s. You know, in spite of your age, you know, I think it's very important to understand you know, the biblical principles and understanding how uh, and, and, and whom to choose um, from, you know, the, the, the multitude of people that we have. I mean, we have billions of people on the face of the earth. So I am pretty sure there is more than one option out there for all of us that are meant to be married. I don't necessarily believe that everyone is meant to be married, but I think that there is a predestination for the majority of people to uh, be married. But then obviously it's your choice still. It's not an obligation. It's not a must. Um, but it's definitely, um, you know, it's a blessing. And it's somehow also some sort of calling to be a wife or to be a husband. Not everybody has that uh, grace and mercy to be a good wife or a good husband. So, but then again, is another topic. I'm not going to go into this, I guess, today. Uh, we might break it down on a later episode. But today, um, it's all about understanding how important it is uh, to choose the right person and how to do it. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, obviously, because, you know, I'm not God. <laughs> so obviously, I don't know everything, but I might know one or two things when it comes to this topic, because, you know, I've been around for a few decades now. It's not as if I'm 25 anymore. <laughs> so today, you know, I would like to share a bit of my experience, personal experience. And then obviously, you know, what I think the word of God advises us to do and um, which is obviously the most important thing. Anyway, that's the 
the basic, the foundation where, you know, we build up our life upon because, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, shared that parable about, you know, building the house on sand or on rock. So obviously, you know, to build it on a rock, meaning on uh, uh, on the word of God and on our faith in Jesus is the best thing to do, the best option, meaning we hear the word of God, we know the word of God, and then we apply the word of God. And that becomes our rock. Jesus himself is the word made in flesh. So we build our life on God and his word. So obviously this, you know, already um, gives you uh, the direction on how to uh, choose when it comes to your uh, husband or your wife, depending on your gender, obviously. So, um, yes. Um, so I believe that, you know, first of all, to know how and whom to choose, I guess the most important thing is to uh, know the word of God and know it well. Read it regularly, uh, ideally every day. And... Then, you know, ponder in it and think about it, meditate on it and then understand it and then apply it. Now, that's the first thing I would say is the most important thing to know the word of God and to apply it. Um, and, you know, obviously that, again, is based on having a real, living, vibrant, colorful, intimate relationship with God himself. Now, if you have a relationship to God, obviously you will know his word. I guess it always starts like that. You you meet a Christian or you meet a believer, whatever, and then you start, you know, being introduced to, to God and his word. And then you start reading the word and, and it starts, you know, uh, transforming you. And it's, it's, it's sooner or later, it becomes a heart transformation, a renewal of mind, which is the word metanoia, which means repentance, meaning it's a renewal of your mind, of your thinking and thinking patterns. Okay. Your thoughts are being renewed, refreshed, uh, restored to the original idea of how we're supposed to think, okay, which is godly and healthy and positive, okay, balanced. So, um, yeah, so basically it's a heart transformation that then obviously leads sooner or later, hopefully sooner than later, <laughs> um, to a behavior modification, obviously. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mentioned the parable of, you know, building the house on sand or um, the house on a rock. And, um, you know, it's it's very interesting because I didn't even think of that verse before I even started recording. But it came to me again, you know, I allow the Holy Spirit to lead. So obviously, um, let me mention the, the passage where it's actually written. It's Matthew seven twenty four to 27. Matthew seven twenty four to 27, the book of Matthew. Uh, it's one of the four Gospels. And it says, build your house on the rock. Uh, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will uh, be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not 
do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. This is the uh, English Standard Version, okay? The ESV Version translation, okay? So, again, this gives us already a very solid foundation, a very solid direction on how to build our lives in general and every section, every area of our lives. This can really be applicable on any area of your life, on your life entirely, generally, okay? So this is already a great start. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so again, uh, I, I'm very excited about this episode because I believe this is going to free some people here in the house. And I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. Um, yeah, so um, let's move on on how to choose, uh, you know, the, the, the right partner, okay? Now, let me pull up the verse and we're going to go into it and dig into it. So, um, right. So, so obviously there are, you know, plenty of verses that we can, you know, obviously choose and quote. Obviously I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to pick a few. Well, probably one of the most popular is 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14. And it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Then Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Then there is um, another verse, right? Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay? Um, and then Romans 8, 7, Romans 8, 7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Okay. Then Proverbs 18, 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And then Ephesians 5, 3, 3 says, However, let each one of you love his wise, wife, and sorry, uh, love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Okay. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, there's a lot of scripture, a lot of verses. Now, I'm going to you know, leave it as that, not going to break down every single verse. But I think in all these verses that I just mentioned is already a lot of gems, a lot of answers, you know, like, for example, I mean, I started with Second Corinthians 6, 14, you know, this already when it says, you know, do not be unequally yoked. I mean, with unbelievers, yeah? So meaning that, you know, the Word of God clearly suggests for us to know, 
you know, choose a partner that is outside of faith, that is not a believer, that is not in Christ. Why? Because it says, you know, what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? You know, we have been made righteous in and through Jesus Christ. Now God calls us the righteousness of God in Christ because of Jesus, okay, and his perfect sacrifice. Now what has that to do with someone who has not received Jesus and his righteousness, right? Therefore is lawlessness, okay? Then it says, what fellowship has light with darkness? You know, God, or better, Jesus himself, which is God, you know, who is God, you know, he said, you know, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So the people that have not received Jesus yet, you know, are obviously not the light of the world, right? Um, so that again uh, is very clear um, on, on, on how to actually understand the difference and how, you know, that can have an influence, an impact on us negatively if we do not walk as the light and with the light, okay? Which can be not only Jesus himself, but another believer, okay? And then it, it's in John eight twelve where it says, you know, uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Um, right. Yeah. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Right. And um, let me see where. Yeah. And somewhere else, you know, he says, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. Uh... Right. Yes. OK, here it is. Sorry, guys. Just trying to do this right. Matthew 5, 14, 16. And it says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people uh, light a lamp to put it under bowel. Um, instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven okay so again if you do not walk you know in the light that you are meant to be uh then already we have an issue because you're not walking according to uh your calling you you're meant to be the light of the world and the soul of the earth as a child of god okay and then if you uh you know mingle uh, romantically with someone who still lives in darkness you know what's that going to do to you you might be a great influence to that person, but that person is not going to be a great influence to you. So I genuinely believe that, you know, uh, picking the right partner, it can propel or derail you. All right. So if you pick the right partner, it's going to propel you. And if you pick the wrong partner, it's going to derail you. Now, this is probably after being saved, one of the most important decisions, actually, after you have been saved, which is the most important decision in life for every human being on the face of the earth, ever, in history, in present times, and in future, is to be saved and receive Jesus, okay? So the second most important one decision is, if you decide to be married, whom you pick to be married to, okay? So this can really propel you into your calling and mission even further and more, and expand your territory and your gift will make room for you as it says in proverbs 
not going to pull up that verse now because we, we're not going to finish then today. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is here. Praise God. But, you know, uh, uh, you know or, or it can derail you and, and bring you completely into the opposite of what God's calling and purpose is for your life. So let me uh, uh, enhance and, you know, underline how important it is. And then, you know, when it says... You know, uh, charm is deceitful and beauty is, in, is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This obviously applies for a future husband to, to pick the right woman. It doesn't mean that, you know, she, she can't be charming and beautiful. That's not what it says. It just says that it can be deceitful and in vain if you rely only on that. Now, you know, I'm a friend of all three elements to be included, physical, uh, uh, emotional and spiritual attraction. Okay. So meaning, you know, you are made of spirit, soul, and body, three elements, which reflects the Trinity and triunion of God, father, uh, son, and Holy spirit. Okay. Interesting. We reflect the image of God. That's how God created us into his image. Now, so obviously you have to have attraction mentally, physically, and spiritually. So it has to be all three elements united, okay? You can't marry someone you're not attracted to physically. Don't do it. It's not going to go well, trust me, because you're going to have sex with that person in your marriage and you have to be attracted to that person. Otherwise, it's going to be horrible and miserable. And this is not going to go well. It's probably going to end in a divorce or a very miserable, unhappy marriage. Don't do it. Sister, brother, don't do it. That has been happening in the past and people have been unhappy, uh, unhappily married, Christians that have been divorced because of that, you know. Or uh, if you're not spiritually uh, uh, equally yoked, that's again another problem, meaning you have to agree on the basic foundations of theology, that you agree on the basic things of your faith and belief. Otherwise, it's not going to go well. Trust me. Again, if you mentally or emotionally do not attract each other, again, it's going to be a problem. Your characters and personality have to match. They have to match. It's it's very important. It's very important. Now, um, you know, um, then, you know, it says, um, another one that I read is, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Come on now. Like this is already, it shows the, 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 the valor, the, the, the value that God puts into women, how precious we are in his eyes. We are far uh, uh, more precious, far above ruby, rubies. That's what the Bible says. We are far more precious than rubies. So, I mean, come on. If you find a good wife, like if you find a wife, you find a good thing and you obtain favor from the Lord. How beautiful is that? I don't even need to break this down. It already says everything that has, it has to be said. Um, and then, you know, uh, I think... I'm going to stop right here when it comes to breaking down verses or, you know, saying something to it. Um, but anyway, what I want you to understand and encourage is um, that you have to uh, know the word of God and be led by the Holy Spirit and pray, 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 pray and wait. Take your time. Don't rush. Don't run into it. Take your time. Take your time and know it's not enough a couple of weeks or a couple of months unless it's an exception that can happen. But then it's going to be supernatural and God is going to confirm it several times. 
But usually, listen, it takes time. It's going to be at least a couple of months, at least a year or two. So don't rush into it. Take your time. Please pray and be wise. Take godly counsel. Surround yourself with family and friends and mentors out of the church that are spirit-filled, that can give you counsel and you know help you understand and pray with you, stand with you in faith. Okay, and, you know, ask God to supernaturally confirm it to you if this person is the right person for you or not. Okay, so and please guard your heart more than anything. Again, Bible in Proverbs, guard your heart more than anything. Don't give yourself away so easily, emotionally, spiritually. You know, be careful and obviously not physically at all. Okay, there's no sex before marriage, no premarital sex. No, 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 because the Bible is very clear about that as well. I'm not going to give you verses to that because I'm pretty sure you know those verses, you know, where it says that we have to live a life in purity and in abstinence until we are married, okay? But anyway, if we don't choose to be married, well, I guess you're going to live in abstinence for the rest of your life. There's going to be no sex for you, I'm afraid, you know, because that's what the Word of God clearly says. So I hope you are stirred and encouraged and blessed. This is a very long episode. God bless you and thank you for your patience. Please subscribe, follow, share my podcast, and keep listening to my episodes. I love you guys. God bless. Thank you for joining and listening to my podcast today, Words of Life, where we discuss and talk about faith-based topics. Every episode is meant to encourage, empower, and uplift you and to become the best version of who God intended you to be. Please take your time and listen to my episodes, but also visit my blog where I write articles at least once a month on trishabritannia.blogspot.com trishabritannia.blogspot.com Thank you and have a lovely day.